Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. First of all, I want to say what's up to the freaks, the losers, and yes, the perverts. It's Sam here with a quick announcement to remind you that I'm doing my solo show Club Comic in Los Angeles, California, baby, on May 10th at Dynasty Typewriter with opener Rachel Pegram. This is my solo show that um, is sort of a a comedy concert experience um, (laughs) in which I do comedic club tracks with videos and stand-up. you know, I imagine if the Chromatica Ball were in fact dumb. And I've done it twice in New York now, and not to be a complete and utter bitch, but both of which were sold out smashes. Um, and so I would love to see you in LA. Sorry for believing in myself. <laughs> That one time when I said that they were good shows, but they actually really were. And I I think there's no reason to believe that this one won't also be uh, a sleigh and a half. But seriously, I would love to see you there. Dynasty Typewriter, get tickets in my bio or even at Dynasty Typewriter website. And um, okay, I'll see you soon. XOXO, enjoy the episode. Bye, Sam. Podcast starts now. Whew. Wow. Here we are after, you know, I, I want to give some context. And I know yes, this is we, illegal. Yes, we should because otherwise there's, otherwise like people don't know. People have thing. no idea. People people see us as podcasters and they put us on this pedestal and they think, oh, they must be perfect. Oh, they're, they're, they're doing this once a week. Wrong. Mm-hmm. We have been um, not, we have not recorded a new episode in a month. Over a month. Yeah. A month. Believe that. It has been a month. I have been, quite frankly, globetrotting. <laughs> I have been, quite frankly, globetrotting, and there's no way around that. I have, I was, I was on a tour of cultures, religions, families, different lifestyles, um, practices. You could say I'm an anthropologist. I was at a lesbian wedding in Mexico, and then I was at a Greek Easter celebration 
with my biological non-chosen family in Greece. Wow. And so show me anyone who had a more multicultural April, and I will show you a liar, because that's not possible, quite frankly. <laughs> wow. Um, what did you learn about family by um, sort of experiencing your own? Well, nothing good. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have any fun stories. And I mean, I feel like if I do, then I should probably tell them when we bring in our illustrious guest. But, you know, I do always forget. And once again, I don't want to be one of those people that's making fun of their foreign parents. But I do always forget that when I'm at home, the screaming is nonstop in a way that could only be described as cinematic and sort of like it is a it is a movie where the joke is that this family is always yelling. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. It's very unfortunate when, you know, you know how when we're doing this podcast, sometimes we'll be talking about like Charlie XCX and we'll be like, gag, yes. slay, gag, slay. And mm-hmm. then I'll stop us and I'll be like, you know, we're being gay guys right now. Um, <laughs> yes. I think in the same way, I think it would really help families if when they realize they're doing a bit if they were like yeah oh my god we've been yelling for 24 hours we're doing it's a family crazy. bit we're pretending to be it's a family. crazy and get and the thing with my family is i would say 30 percent of the time you can say you can sort of do an intervention and say can we all acknowledge at least that what we're doing now is sort of a commentary on the idea of a family <laughs> yelling but sometimes they're so in it that it's actually difficult to get them out of it i was in my room and i could hear my parents just going off on one another and i was like what are they fighting about come to find out they are agreeing loudly about a news story about high school bullying and guess what they're both anti-bullying <laughs> To be on the same side of an argument and still be furious. <laughs> to be, I was literally like, are they getting a divorce? No, they're <laughs> agreeing about high school bullying. They were actually in passionate agreement. It's also like a topic that like doesn't, you don't have to stretch to find someone that agrees with you. Like I, uh, for, right. there's never been a point in time when it's been like, unless you're like a weirdo on Twitter where you're like, bullying is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, And so <laughs> I just, um, for them to even feel empowered by that um stance is shocking to me it's it's pretty it's pretty funny and it's also just sort of like you know it's one of the many ways in which as you get older you become the parent figure and your parents become the kids Mm -hmm. like now now when they are yelling again emphatically agreeing with one another about high school bullying (laughs) i'm the one that has to be like can we keep it down I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to work. I'm a podcaster. Can we keep it down? <laughs> I'm a mediumly employed podcaster. Can you please a- <laughs> be quiet? Um, <laughs> um, I think so. Yeah, you know how like dogs like you need to be like working a certain amount of day to like sure. remain healthy. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I think um, maybe your parents need to sign up like for like a yelling class or something where they need to like. Yeah. Like yeah. if they can get it all out in like a two hour little sprint on a Saturday morning, I, know. I think that could really do wonders for the household. I know. But you know what, though? It's like when I imagine what would it be like going home and not having them yell, then it's like, well, then they've given up. Like that's when I know they're in poor health. When I go home and they're sort of like whispering and they're like, do you want anything to eat? I'd be like, oh, no, you know, <laughs> they're oh, not no. doing well. Call the doctor. It's time to put them down. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And so I guess that's what I learned. You know, it's sort of like, on the one hand, you want to change everyone. On the other hand, they're all you have. So that's what I learned there. And then in terms of my Mexican lesbian wedding, what I learned is that love is love. Mm. And so I think you can take those two lessons with you wherever you go. 
that's nice. Both of those are really impactful. I, yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it on Patreon, but the the fact that you had told everyone that it was just a right. wedding and then it was actually a lesbian wedding was really jarring. I hadn't put labels on it. I hadn't put labels on it. And people really were angry about that. I would say my DMs were blowing up because I had told all my friends, I'm going to Mexico for a wedding, a destination wedding in Mexico. When they saw the two brides, I would say they got violent. And they got violent. It's similar to the way in which my parents were yelling, but they were agreeing. These people were getting violent, but in an aggressively anti-homophobic way. They were saying, why weren't you doing lesbian visibility by saying it was a lesbian wedding? Why Why were you, are, were you embarrassed about it? Did you, do you wish you had gone to a straight wedding in Mexico? It did feel like you were like trying to say it was a straight wedding the whole time. Like it was like you yeah. could have even even like hinted at the fact that it was a lesbian wedding without like saying it's a lesbian wedding, you know? No. <laughs> no, because I live in a world where labels don't matter. And to me, that was that's a normal wedding. To me, lesbian is normal. And it's not my fault that my community disagrees and expects me to qualify everything with a qualifier and make some sort of joke about how, oh, they came in a U-Haul in a Subaru. No, because to me, they're human. <laughs> and you know speaking of human lesbians i think it's about time we bring in our guest wow um, and a beautiful intro that that is thank you and and yes i have chosen not to return return the the quite you know sort of return the favor of you asked me how i've been with asking you how you've been i have chosen to not inquire at all about your life and before to bringing be in our completely guests. honest i could never be more grateful because the thing is like when you one and this is something that happens a lot you can't start mm -hmm. with yours like you can't start with like oh i've been traveling the globe i've seen literally every walk of life and i've yes. seen both chosen and non-chosen right, family because right. then if you ask <laughs> me um like hey and by the way what have you been up to it's it's truly like well it doesn't really matter like com 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 yeah. in comparison like come on like what have i what have i right. been up to you know what i mean right you haven't you've haven't really made any big realizations like I have over the last month because yeah. you've been in New York. Well, you're sort of you're you're throwing out like a high budge big Hollywood film and exactly. I'm throwing out like, you know, a quiet mumblecore piece yeah. about like yeah. that takes place in one room um and it's all in it's about being 30 in Brooklyn, you know what I mean? Totally. And yeah. and yours is like this it's huge and it has big stars and and it has yeah. budget and has choreo. It's Cloud it has Atlas. Dancing. It's Cloud Atlas starring <laughs> Tom Hanks and Halle Berry. And yeah. yes, it was mismarketed and of it's course. probably not one of the better Wachowski films. They should have said it was a lesbian wedding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if, if I knew Cloud Atlas was a lesbian wedding, I would have seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, no, we my have to bring in our yeah, guest. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, well, without further <laughs> okay, ado, but your life is good. No, my life just, is uh, just <laughs> bad. Good know, or bad. Let's just bring in our guest. Um, okay. we don't need to really check in with what my life has been up to. Um, this guest, um, I have to say, you know, we have a sort of, we would never say this openly, of course, um, except now that I'm saying it on a free non paywalled episode, but we do, there is a sort of level, uh, level of Strader Lab guest that is, you know, is VIP. There is no way around it. I mean, these are guests that have done multiple episodes and a live show, guests that if we are sort of, you know, even if we are in another city, we would think to call up, uh, guests that more importantly did, you know, some of our first episodes and then have come back to to check back in, guests where I log into the Zoom and I say, thank God I can let my beautiful, luscious locks of hair down for once in my life. And this is one of them, and her name is Sydney Washington. 
Wow. Wow. What <laughs> what an intro. There was a lot to unpack. I mean, yeah. you just where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Having mm-hmm. living, laughing, traveling and mm-hmm. getting all the yeah. Delta miles. So, good for you. Um <laughs> and having me back, a black queer woman doing the heavy lifting on exactly. the show. I mean, I am <laughs> I am honored. So, thank you. Mm-hmm. And thank you for immediately Volunteering to do the heavy lift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rest. Because, uh, honey, it's not going to be us. Rest. We are you tired. Guys, we we are deserve so it. Tired. I've been traveling all month. You guys have been. <laughs> I'm jet lagged. You guys have been doing so much just for multiple communities. And mm-hmm, I think this mm-hmm. is time for you to be on ice and me really just <laughs> yeah. to put in, put in the work. Pop my top. I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sydney, how have you been? Have you been traveling? Uh, I have more locally and strenuous work aka stand-up and so if people don't know what stand-up is it's where you think that you're presenting a pov and people are like Mm -hmm. no so uh they're like no i don't i don't see that for myself so yeah i've been i've been going all over the place i was in seattle this past weekend and i just realized that's a place to cry in the rain that it's always raining there Uh, The people are very into crafting and quilts. So I don't know if I, I don't know if I meshed well in there, but the shows, the shows were great. And um, went to Detroit and just got slayed with tons of homophobia at a, at a show. And that, that was humbling. And so I didn't know. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were talking openly about that. Oh yeah. Because that was, that that was a sort of, uh, sort of a close friend's story mm-hmm, if i remember mm-hmm. correctly it was a... i don't think i know about this oh wait oh sam you're not on the we gotta get you we gotta get you on the <laughs> mm, finsta interesting. i have a finsta <laughs> i don't think i'm on the you heard Which it is okay. oh, yeah you heard it here first i have a finsta and it's um I, I don't know if it's very eventful but if something happens like happens happens i'm putting it on yeah there. and i'm giving receipts too so uh very much so you i would say you're one of the people whose finstas genuinely do feel i can't believe i'm even talking about this genuinely do feel authentic like it's like okay this is someone who in fact is using this as a place to talk to a few close friends you know what one of my pet peeves is when people have a finsta and they are just as i know this is the wrong word to use but just as performative as they are on their normal account but just for closer friends where you're like okay so you actually can't unlearn the, the the ills of social media. You're just doing it for a smaller audience. Well, we learned yeah. we learned that all of that is it was all fake. Because in the quarantine, we're like we're gonna die, so we might as well just mm-hmm. be ourselves. And now we're back on board to being like, you know, fakes and frauds or whatever. So it's like you have to put on you have to put on for your close friends who are mainly colleagues. You know, it's like <laughs> how, sure. if you have offensive. Do you have friends from high school on there? Probably not. It's just people that you might be on set with and that you work with and that you love. And you're like, this is my friend. But you're also like, let me not put something too messy on there because then I might not get a gig. So I know it's really difficult. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not a safe space. It's not a safe space. I mean, for like gay man finstas, I do always get annoyed when it's not sexy content. It's like I don't want to see 
your nonsense sexy content like we are not like you are a person that i don't <laughs> like we are not that tight we are following each other because you know why we don't need to spell it out yeah yeah <laughs> it's an unspoken word that it's like okay i want to see the ring around the rosy give me give me whole like what are you i want to see the ripples yeah. and the abs otherwise <laughs> it's just like gone back over to the main yeah. I want to see a ring around the rosy. Give me whole. I want to see the ripples and abs. That is, those are, um, I would say, sort of like Kim Petras lyrics. I do what I can. I, wor- I work hard here. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wait, I want to go back to what you said, Sydney, about the pandemic sort of like uh, making people less fake somehow. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do think, I think that's one of the biggest differences among people and maybe even I was going to say people we know, but I think people broadly speaking, it's like, I do think some people use the pandemic to get more real and some of them use it to get more fake. And that's the real divide in America. How did you use it, George? That's a really good question. And I think one of the reasons why I am so um, troubled right now in my life is because I couldn't commit to one or the other. You were in the middle. Mm. You were were in the middle. middle. You're, You're by. And I was like, yeah, I'm bi. And I'm, and it's sort of like, if you can't even commit during the pandemic, if you're bi during the pandemic, quite frankly, grow a backbone. <laughs> and I agree. I agree. You couldn't, you, you couldn't have said it better. The, the thing is, is that what's wild is like people who are in the industry, we've reverted back to being, you know, our performative selves. But on TikTok, people are, are so unhinged that, Mm-hmm. I don't even know where the line, where we cross, where we've drawn a line, where the line you can't step over. It's it's bad. I don't yeah, know where where is the ring around the room? Yeah, where is I can't where see it? We can't see. Well, it. TikTok they also it gets performative in its unhingedness, where it's like, well, this isn't real either. Like you are a person that's like getting up and getting a coffee and being like relatively normal. Like you you were able to set up a camera, you were able to set up a ring light. Like let's not pretend that you're not actually like putting in work and you're just like finding an insane caption and trying to like out crazy the next person. Okay. I find. There it is. I mean and I love that <laughs> yeah. I've gotten two perspectives and quite frankly you are educating us each one teach one yeah (laughs) it's also just yeah i i do i agree with you it's like and i'm not really i'm not on tiktok at all actually so everything i see i see because so you're not on tiktok well Well, you're better than yes well because i'm well, I'm just sort of I'm such a big celebrity that I don't really need it. I have my partnerships. I have my, you know, I'm working at any given point, three full time writing jobs, all for network shows. And so, yeah, for me, it would be a distraction. And I actually I have a lot of things on my plate right now. So I don't really have time for that. But of course, other people, you know, it's a different world now. And like, I know people are using it for comedy and stuff, but comedy and I guess stuff. I'm more of a traditionalist. Um, and but so with the things that I do see. One of my pet peeves is when people are when people are putting on this act that they are finally being real. Like they're telling they're like, okay, you know what? I'll tell the real story of when I was fired from Teen Vogue. And then and then they're like telling that story. And you can tell that at every point, and by the way, I'm pro-worker. But having said that, at every point, they are exaggerating everything that has happened and making crazy faces and do but and 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 taking on like the tone of someone doing a one-person show, but without the punchlines. And you're like, Okay, so what is this? I thought that was a solo show. I thought you didn't have to have punchlines. I thought it was just a story. I thought it was a story. I thought it was the moth. No? Wow. I've been doing it wrong. 
I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> I need to do better. Wow. Wow. Oh. It's, it's, it, we're so far down the rabbit hole that I don't even know who we are subtweeting. I'm like, <laughs> it could be anyone. Well, George, I like this. Um, I think everyone's desperate for like a viral moment. And uh, yes. it's like taking... It's like it, they used to do it in with Twitter too. It would be a lot of like, oh, my coworker left the fish in the fridge and it stinks, and right. I'm gonna live exactly. tweet the stinky exactly. fish. Yeah, and it was sort of like, yeah, this like has its moment, and but then sure. it was like, then clearly people were like exaggerating or even straight up making it up, which Lies. is storytelling and is beautiful. Um, yeah, but yeah. then it was like, and it, we're just sort of um, repeating history and and making totally. the same content in a different medium, and it's like, of course, we we have outgrown this, but maybe you know the. 23 year olds are like seeing it for the first time have have we all grown it have we all grown it again and also have we i'm right now i'm at a crossroads because it's like i'm like i'm better than that i shouldn't have to do that Mm -hmm. i'm an artist yes but then the the competitive person that i fake am is like well if i'm so funny why can't i just lean into that and use it for my advantage why am i so much better than that that i can't even perform that i'm flopping on tiktok whenever i just like (laughs) kind of try so it's like i'm I'm in a constant state of damn okay i am i good am i funny is this real or is this like a game and uh yeah mental mental health is at an all-time high over here in North, <laughs> well, North, I can, we can North tell. Hollywood. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, no, I, what you're saying is so I, I was actually, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I had a real realization about myself. I'm currently not in therapy, so I have to do auto therapy, Ooh. which I'm really good at. And wait, so wait, I had wait. a realization what's, about what's, myself, what's which what's is, that? um, you just sort of think <laughs> <laughs> you take quiet moments of reflection. Does, yeah. Do I need, yeah, they don't even have to be quiet. Do I need health insurance for that? Do they take United Healthcare? <laughs> it's really expensive. <laughs> yeah. No, as long as you have the, like the voice record app on your phone, you can just sort of dictate well, there. Right. Okay. So this was something. Wait, hold on. So what I was going to say is I made this realization that like one of my biggest, one of my go to sort of defense mechanisms almost is being like, well, I'm better than that. Like, even if I don't verbalize it explicitly, it's like, well, if I say I'm better than that, then I don't have to try something. Well, yeah, it's classic. Yeah. That's a classic, That's classic. defense. But then but then after you say that, then you go down the list of bullshit that you've done that you're like, but you're not. Uh-huh. You've sat right. you sat in Whole Foods and went circles around the person that's giving out samples. And you've come back yes. and you've been trying to pretend <laughs> and be like, no, I'm a different person. Yeah. No, no, no. Let me talk you up. It's like, just say, hey, I want all of the dip. And you didn't pay for it, so yeah. give it to me. Give me the fucking dip. Give me this new hummus tip dip with like the chili paste. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, <laughs> delicious! I, but it's and also then you're like, okay, I'm better than that. Well, okay, where's your novel? Literally, where is the proof? Footage not found, sweetie. Footage not Where is the proof that you're better than that? Okay, you're better than making TikTok videos. Where is the Academy Award nominated screenplay? Yeah. Because I don't see it. Yeah. Damn. It's not in my Google Drive. You're being harsh. You're being harsh on yourself, and you're being harsh on others. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I feel <laughs> I feel that like like we do know that social media while it can be a tool and while it can be helpful it also is so emotionally exhausting it's learning a new language there's new trends there's new ways of speaking there's new and we've been through it with 
a few at this point and we know yeah. that it's like yes you can blow up on it but also you can blow up on it and it can be really short-lived or you can blow up on it and like doesn't lead to anything and it's like i think obviously you shouldn't necessarily be afraid of it and like there's value in like sort of dipping your toe in and seeing how it feels frightened. but like i'm frightened <laughs> I, every day i wake up in a pool of sweat because i'm like well i need to promote but i don't have content so how do you promote right without the content and it's like what were we doing what were we doing six years ago what were we doing posting hot pics on insta exactly and we've gone so far from it and that's why i know i know that the world is ending very soon very soon yeah oh i'm just getting a live feed george's parents have stopped yelling i think the world is ending <laughs> My parents have stopped yelling. The lesbians have gotten a divorce, <laughs> and everyone is posting hole on their fences. <laughs> finally, 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 some peace. Finally, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day to day lives. You have a full time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to. You have to figure out work life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I? Some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up. Up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah, so if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.
Okay, we need to do our first segment so that then we can finally learn what Sydney's surprise topic is because oh. the suspense is killing mm-hmm. me. I also want to say, just comment on the podcast when we make the podcast. It yes. has been long enough where I'm like, wow, I forgot we, like, we're like we going into our first topic. I know. And also, I, f- I feel, you know, friend vibes. It's interesting to try to truly talk about something that makes us kind of anxious. And I'm kind of um, impressed that we've like tried and i think succeeded um at least expressing how we feel well we're intellect we're intellects just so you know and also first and foremost yeah also i think out of all of the people that we know um when it's time to sit down and be transparent we are transparent and we're not putting on a thing that's true like we can step we can step out of the shell and unfortunately you shouldn't be doing that on a podcast but here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Woo. Know. If nothing else, you know, we're, we may not be viral on TikTok, but we are able to be transparent on a podcast. See through, honey. See through. Not even yeah. opaque. Completely not transparent. Okay. Wow. Sydney. Okay. Our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we ask you a series of rapid fire questions to gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture. Mm-hmm. The only rule is you can't ask any follow up questions or we will yell at you. Yay. Um, <laughs> but what if I like getting yelled at? <laughs> That's a question. <laughs> <laughs> um, George, do you want to kick us off? Yes. Damn it. I just thought of another, an extra one outside while I was taking my little pre-show walk and now I can't remember it. Okay. Sydney. Mm-hmm. Keeping the haters at bay or searching Pornhub for gay? <laughs> hmm. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um. Wait, is it, that's all one thing? You can't oh, oh, okay. ask any Okay. <laughs> Keeping the haters at pay, bay or... Or searching the Pornhub for gay. Pornhub for gay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say s- straight. This is straight culture. <laughs> Sydney, you've done the show before. <laughs> you have to pick one or the other. Oh, oh okay, okay. Oops, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I, you, I'm really... You, actually, wait, you know what? I should not have corrected you because that is... <laughs> that is the most iconic no, answer anyone don't, has ever given don't on do this that. game. Don't do that because uh, I did a sh- I did a podcast. Keep it, and I have I have yeah. heard I've heard the episodes. But when it was time to do keep it, it was clear that I did not know. Yeah. I didn't know how it went, mm-hmm. and the the people dragged me. So I'm glad that yeah. you fixed this. Um, I'm gonna say uh, searching Pornhub <laughs> for for gay <laughs> for gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slay. Okay, Sydney, the tooth fairy or the dental hygienist? The tooth fairy. Ooh, wait, I just remembered the one. That I just remembered the one that I was gonna do. Okay, much ado about nothing or Scooby Doo eating a muffin. <laughs> I'm sorry, it doesn't make any sense. Much ado about nothing. Okay, Sydney, Bo is afraid or Bunny is a rider. Ooh, that's good. Bunny is a rider. Okay, Sydney. Getting the Sunday scaries or reading Tuesdays with Maury? <laughs> I love that. Love a slant. Reading the Tuesdays with Maury. Okay, Sydney. Twist it, pull it, or bop it? Ooh. Bop it. Ooh. Okay, Sydney. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs or pouty with a chance of cussing you out? Pouty, pouty with a chance of cussing you out. <laughs> 
I feel like okay. I feel like. Can we just pause one second? I feel like I'm bombing. Yeah, please, please. I'm bombing, and no, it's okay. no, you're not. You know who is bombing? You know who is bombing? Me. Sam's reactions to every straight shooter I have said so far are the the most disgusted he has ever <laughs> he has ever seen with me. No, I love I love yes. the slant rhyme. I love the slant rhyme. It's okay. It's okay. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, Sam, go. Okay, speaking your truth or hearing Charlie Puth? Mm. Ooh. Speaking your truth. Speaking your truth. Okay, wait, I actually do have another one since I since I did the, act, <laughs> the extra one. Ringing the bell at the New York Stock Exchange or going through hell at the New York St. Patrick's Day Parade? Oh, ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I'm gonna say the St. St. Patrick's Day, going through hell. Mm. Okay, mm. okay. Wow. Okay, now we have to rank your performance on a scale of one to 1,000 doves. And guess what? <laughs> guess what? What? A thousand and one. A thousand and one. A thousand and one doves. A thousand and one doves. And and actually, to sort of see through the matrix, can you guys hear that buzzing sound? Because I have a story about it. No. No. There. Okay. You will never believe what is currently happening to me. What? What? So this happened, this happened earlier. I'm alone in my house, okay? I'm alone in my house. I'm alone in the house. I suddenly hear a buzzing sound. I say, what is that? I go to the bathroom. My electric razor has turned on on its own and won't turn off. <laughs> I'm pressing the button. I swear to God, I'm not lying. I'm not like exaggerating. Literally, it had turned on on its own. It was not even like placed so that the button was touching something, it literally just turned on on its own, wouldn't turn off. I tried turning it off, tried turning it off, and then it turned off on its own. And as we were doing the segment, it started doing it again. And there's just a buzz happening in, in the bathroom. Well, I'm going to actually, hold on. I'm going to bring it here so that everyone can, can hear well, it. Hold I just want to wow. let you know that I feel like this is a great start to a pilot. And I think you should do something with this. <laughs> yeah. When I, the, so it's, it's you and the buzzer, and the buzzer is haunted. By the ghost of, can you hear this? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not Clear turning off. It legitimately turned on out of nowhere. And so, how and there's you, nothing I can do about and it. And you can't do I anything. Can't, I can't take the batteries off. It's a rechargeable thing. It just is literally going off. But I want to say, <laughs> I want to say that this is the most hateful thing you can have to a lesbian um, being on the pod right now. Why this razor just going off? Well, we were having. Oh, because it's such a sign of masculinity. Yeah, we were having like such a moment, and then we were like really building up, and then this just razor is like, no, silence her, I silence know. the vibe. Yeah. I know. Well, <laughs> this it's a very masculine presenting razor, and I think you know it lives in a gay household, and it's so sick of of the f slurs that are walking around all day, <laughs> and and then it has to hear me, you know, squeal on a gay podcast all day long. At some point, it says enough. Fed up. Yeah. Get me out yeah. of here. And it just so happened while me here, me. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh-huh. I mean, you know what I say to the the razor that's going off, ring the going off alarm. Ring the going off alarm. <laughs> ring the going off razor. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you know what? We made it. To go back to the segment, I think Sydney that you were you gave a virtuoso performance. Um, I think. You know, it was giving Amanda Seyfried in the dropout. You understood the assignment. You understood the assignment. It was also, you know, talk about RuPaul coming to your table and saying, you know, just be vulnerable. Be yourself. And I felt like (laughs) that's really what came 
through was the true you and you know yeah. flaws and all but that can be so so powerful for people to relate to wow then I, I'm i agree a fucking you know what idiot. this was i'm a fucking idiot <laughs> no it was authentic that's true to you bitch you are dumb. <laughs> authentic it was finsta it was it was sort of like oh she spent pandemic becoming more real and not more fake that was that was the spirit she's the type that's like you know what grammatical errors are just me and you're gonna have to put up with it you know I believe in that actually I, I have never heard you make a grammatical error in your entire life I feel like you're someone who really speaks in complete sentences uh, yeah but then I then no? I like <laughs> hear a recording of myself and I'm like right right right, right. Oh, same. Oh, it's actually crazy. The the way that in in my mind, I am constantly speaking as though I am giving a commencement address, <laughs> and then I listen back to a recording, and I'm like, oh, do I speak English? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. It can be pretty embarrassing. Sometimes I I if I don't listen, I think I crushed, and then I'll listen back and be like, I'm doing like internet voice, like I'm doing like yeah, like trying to be cutesy voice or something. Totally. It drives me crazy. And that's why you gotta never listen back. You just gotta believe. You gotta be in the delusion so hard that it keeps you going. It's a delusion that it. I want to be on flight delusion. Okay, air mm-hmm. delusion mm-hmm. if possible. Get me first yeah. class tickets to that because then it just gives you the will to keep keep going. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Should we go to law school? No. Okay. So long. <laughs> I mean, I think I know. If you put the work into your TikTok that you would have to put to law school, <laughs> maybe you'd and be you rich. won't be in debt. Actually, <laughs> you certainly won't, won't be, be in debt. Wait, that actually feels like a great, like, unscripted show. That feels like a challenge <laughs> show where it's like two people challenge each other. One is to do well on TikTok, and the other one is to finish law school. <laughs> law school, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. comes out on top? Oh, I would love that. Who comes out on top? Who gets rich first? Mm-hmm. It's like one of those programs where you follow, like it's like a long-term documentary where you, it's like boyhood. You follow them for like literally 20 years and see who like, <laughs> yeah. <at> home. <laughs> yeah, it's very, which way, modern man? Yeah. Is it modern? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, That's fun. Um, yeah, I mean, in some ways, those are the two paths in life, is either going to law school or going viral on TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And let me tell you something. I haven't accomplished either yet. Oh, brother. Not, ha- okay. not happening for me, darling. <laughs> no. Not happening for me, darling. Okay. Sid, we asked you in the beginning, we were like, do you want to surprise us or do you want to tell us ahead of time? And Sam, you actually were came out pro-surprise. Yeah. I thought it could really keep us on our toes to not know the topic ahead of time. It's been forever since we've done that. I'm scared. You should be. I think letting, we just have to learn yeah. to let go. Okay, okay. I have to let go. I have to <laughs> well, let go. Well, we also, okay, we also learned that like the way that I'm so spontaneous, it actually is more beneficial for the pod. Well, famously, your first episode, I remember you had come in with a different topic. And because there was so much so much miscommunication, we had decided <laughs> the topic would be miscommunication. And it was beautiful. It was so good. It and was it beautiful. was honestly one of our best episodes. I didn't know if y'all hated me after or y'all were like, oh, my God, I think this brought Sid, us closer. We this could idea never. That, you could, could that never. we are like... That we're, we're like criticizing you behind your back or something. Well, you need well, to. You're you gay, need to so. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> it feels on brand? That's true. Yeah. No, we only criticize. But you other are sort gay of a well dressed woman, so yeah. You, it, and that's the only defense against gay people um, talking about you behind your you're back. You're right. You're right. My bad. 
Let me check. Let me check okay, the textbook again. Because <laughs> what page is that on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Sid, I think without further ado, what is this surprise topic? Uh, it would be dating shows. Dating shows. Ooh, oh, I love that. Super love that. straight. Yeah, it, it's like this. It's the straightest thing that you can possibly have because instead of it's like just date and have a life um it's like nope we gotta show it off we gotta show how Mm -hmm. bad we are at this and then have some kind of gain from it (laughs) that is so genius and dating shows are a perfect thing that like that like literally no matter how many times they try to make them gay it simply doesn't it's work. Bad. Like you have to be a specific kind of delusional that you can only be if you are heterosexual. Exactly. Like, yes, gay people can be, and I'm not saying gay people are better or anything. Gay people can be messy on TV. No, I'm they gonna can say be, they're better. They can I'm be. Gonna say they're better. Well, they're better in some ways. <laughs> but, but you know, they can be messy. They can be mean. They can be cruel. Whatever. But they will never be the girl on The Bachelor that is looking for love. Never. Yeah. Well, I think also straight relationships already have been gamified like in real life. Like it is very yeah. like, do you have sex on the first date? Okay. Do you like, like move in after a year? Okay. You've been dating for three years. Why are you not engaged yet? Like there's already this like clear path that it like, it actually does click for a TV show because you can like play with these markers and it makes sense. Whereas like gay people are like, well, my relationship, we've been together for 10 years and we don't live together and that's beautiful. And it's, and now, and now we're poly and now we're poly and now we're poly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually we've been, we're never getting married, but we're, yeah, actually we've been poly the whole time, but we just never like solidified it and made it official. And now we did, and we're still going to be together and it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, whereas with straight contestants, they're like, are we getting married? Because otherwise I'll kill myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very linear, which makes for a, an easy narrative in yeah. television. And also, you know, it's funny, like dating shows are one of the only places left where marriage means something. Yes, totally. But what But what exactly does it mean? If anything, putting it on TV lets us know how fucking mm-hmm. stupid marriage is. Sure, like the definition sure. of it by who who define marriage? Someone straight. <laughs> yes. Well, and, Jesus and Christ. You, well. Hmm? Questioning. He was, um, I guess he died single. <laughs> oh, you know, no one talks about that. Uh, yes, but I. But bachelor I think, like, legend, see, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, he was. Honestly, he was the original bachelor. Okay, another show pitch. Another show pitch. <laughs> Jesus as another the bachelor. <laughs> he was the original bachelor. And then Mary Magdalene was sort of the slutty dental hygienist who was like, I want him. <laughs> but me. me. She was like, when we went on those bumper cars, I knew that the way he looked at me was not the way he looked at the other girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So about marriage being real for straight people, it is like a fun prize to win. Like in the same yes. way that when you're on like a competition reality show, it's like, oh, and you're going to win $100,000. And it's like, yes, for someone that like, like that's a big bump in money, but it's like, you're not like chilling for life now. Like you still have to like, like in a year or whatever, you'll have to pick your job back up. And so like, it's not like this big win, but it has a a same ring as like, well, we pretend it is so that this show is fun. Marriage, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, because it's like, at least the money is tangible. If you do want like a person, 
if you want like a monogamous partner for life and that's like a goal of yours, then this promises that like this is like a get rich scheme, but for relationships where it's like, well, you're not actually winning a lifetime partner. You're winning the show. The fact that you won over the course of three months does not mean you're going to be together forever just because you are married. And it's almost like a shortcut to this like life partner that is like not real. Exactly. And it's weird because it's like, it's under the guise. It's like, love is blind. Love it. We don't want love to be blind. I actually want my love to have no. all of the sight so that they're making <laughs> proper choices. An, I want my love to be an, rational. An, uh, yeah. An informed yeah. decision. <laughs> yeah. One of the, well, yes. And Nick and Vanessa Lachey, you know, I don't trust no. them to tell me what love no. is and what love isn't. And they're, they're like so obsessed with themselves that they don't really care about the benefit of the contestants. Also very yeah. straight. Yes. Very yes. straight. Call them out. Call them out, Sydney. <laughs> hey. Yeah, they don't care. They do, they do not have the contestants' best interests at heart. They don't. They don't because as hosts, it's like you're supposed to kind of be in this middle ground, which is like, no, yeah. get in there and be like, you know what, bitch? You suck. That's why no one wants to be with yeah. you. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, they are funny because it's like, you know, they it's not like Nick and Vanessa Lachey created the no. show. This isn't like their big theory that love mm-hmm. is blind. They just got this job. I mean, they are television personalities who got this job as hosts. But then their job now is to have to pretend that they're the ones that pioneered this idea that love is blind. <laughs> and they feel so strongly about it. And they're like, you guys are in the number one first ever social media experiment where we f- figure out if love is blind. And Vanessa is sort of like in her sort of straighter lab drag with her uh, with her lab coat and beakers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what really gets me, but, okay. wait, you know what really gets me hot about these dating shows too? It's like, if you guys really cared about love, I need everybody mm. to stop looking TV ready. I want off the street. I want rough draft. I want people who's ashy elbows, missing limbs. I want a lazy eye. I want fucking receding hairlines. I want, if it's really about what it's supposed to be, then why is this so glamorized? Yeah. And that's sort of the final taboo is getting ugly people to date on TV. (laughs) It's not. <laughs> and by the way, ugly, ugly and smart, ugly and smart people. Like the only way to actually have a proper dating show that has anything to offer is to basically get, and this is why it's impossible, is to get people who don't want to be on TV to be on. Yes. Yep. Cause then you'll get then you'll get something that's actually more authentic. Something that's actually mm-hmm. like they're being themselves because they actually are dreading being on the fucking show. Yes. Guess what the best reality, the best dating show on television right now is couples therapy on Showtime. Are, have you watched no, Sydney? No, no. What? Tell me about it. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it is this woman, Dr. Orna. She's a psychoanalyst. And she basically, I mean, they do offer the couples free therapy for being on the show. But I'm not joking when I say that these are not couples that are like desperate to be reality stars. Like they are genuinely couples that are being honest and real about their problems and saying things I, that are shocking to think that they are putting them out there for like their children to yeah. see. And it is literally like you are following them for, I don't remember, you know, eight or 10 episodes and you follow these four couples and they hash everything out. And some of them make it and some of them don't. Some of them uncover things they did not think they were going to uncover. And so that to me, if you want to talk about authentic, is the only 
is the only alternative I, I can offer. The other thing I will say about dating shows is that one of the things that sort of makes them straight is that they are shining a light on the inherent ridiculousness of dating culture. Like the fact that they have to keep coming up with new places for these people to go on dates, like they're going to go bumper cars, they're going to go to an escape room, they're going to go to a sunset hike, they're going to go to, you know, um, a a restaurant where they're blindfolded, they're going to go to a restaurant that's only raw squid. And, and so it's because that is basically just the heightened version of what straight dating is. It's like people that hate each other thinking of new activities to do so they can spend money. There it is. Get to it. There it is. Drag drag them, please. <laughs> I want to say, first of all, that couples therapy show sounds incredible. And it's funny that a show exists only because therapy is so expensive that people would willingly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like go on TV and like air out their fucking issues because they cannot afford to pay $300 a session or whatever the fuck. It's so much. Um, that's it's dark. so much. And they don't. And it's the, so much. The yeah, thing it's is, it's like <laughs> we, we, every day we realize they're like, oh, this is not set up for us to be well or do well or have money. So it's like these shows kind of rub it in our face how dumb we are. And we keep yeah. eating it up. We're like, give me more. <laughs> I want seconds, thirds, fourth. Give me a buffet of it. And it's so yeah. annoying. I'm like, stop with the shows. Just stop. But don't you think that it's also like that you're also sort of comforted by how superior you feel? Like, it's like you're watching people and you're like, well, these people are idiots. I'm not like that. Like when you're watching Love is Blind or something. No, because I don't feel that superior. No, because it just reminds me of like, Oh, I'm just dumb. I'm just smart enough not to get on TV and follow this. But I will get somebody else's script that I will audition for (laughs) and self-tape 13,000 times for them to tell me, no, we're looking Mm -hmm. for something else. But we'll keep you in the mix. You know, like it's the same stupidity. It's the same shit. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's almost more embarrassing when I'm doing these auditions for things that I don't think will be good and 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 then being rejected and being like oh damn I'm mm-hmm. so pitiful mm-hmm. I see what you're saying I see what you're saying it's like yeah it's like if you're if this is your TikTok goal, all if, over again yeah it's like if our goal is essentially to be <laughs> in any way on camera okay yes yes then then how dumb are we not to simply respond to a casting call for a dating show and it's so funny that we're talking like this and we're all gay in a relationship long term. All yeah. gay in a relationship. And also, by the way, willingly having a conversation that is being recorded for people to consume. So <laughs> I'm here to what help. the hell do we think? <laughs> I'm here to help, though. I'm I'm literally like I want to be as more not like I'm telling it like it is, but I just want to be more honest in the sense that like, yo, nobody knows what they're doing. We're all confused. We're all just trying it out. But it's like, but don't sit here on your high horse behind your fucking keyboard and say X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z about things when it's like, hey, we know things too. And that's why we deserve a mic. <laughs> sure. That's why we it said you are preaching today. <laughs> Truly. So I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> I can never, when you start a sentence, I can never tell who you are mad at and who you are aligning yourself with until the sentence is over. It's it really, I'm truly, I feel like I'm like in church. 
I'm also just like wait, like yeah, like waiting to sort of see what the who, yeah, who you're mad at before I like celebrate or not. Like I'm sort of like yeah, yeah. I just yeah, want to sometimes be clear. I'll start nodding and then it's very much like Winona Ryder when they won the Emmy and she was like in the background nodding and then shaking her head. That's me every time you start a new sentence. And by the end, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. And that's why you guys are bad gays because you're listening and you're waiting and it's like you're just supposed to be like yes, yes. It's yes. true. It's true. No, you're that's right, actually right. a good point. You are so right, really Sydney. We are being bad. I say something, you're immediately supposed to be on board. And I don't know if it's because yes. you're in New York and you're not like LA yeah. gays. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If we were LA, we, we would be snapping. We would have been snapping mm-hmm. at you the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. I Googled dating shows just to sort of get a little, get a little inspired. I mean, so many of the, so, you know, there's Married at First Sight, there's The Bachelor, there's all of them really do. I think the default is for them to end in marriage. And then even the ones that are different where it's like F-Boy Island, it's sort of like, well, the twist is that they are F-Boys, but we want to tame, the, or, or you know, but we, we want to like choose the good ones from the bad ones. It's still sort of like re reifying this model of like, what is good is a man and a woman getting married. Exactly. Well, and this is what I loved. I loved so much about sort of uh, early 2000s dating shows from MTV where the goal was never marriage and it was way more upfront about like we are just putting people in a weird scenario comedy the goal are you talking comedy. about like next comedy. it's comedy next. I'm talking about next I'm talking about room okay. raiders yes. room raiders first date <laughs> date my mom yeah. date my, my mom. mom like this stuff was funny this stuff is like a sketch yeah. show I love New like, York like camera sketch show rock a love I love New York yeah like just oh well those were just good just real full blown like you can take excerpts from it and just use it as a meme you, you can pull from any of those shows posted on TikTok go viral because the shit was like it was in that certain time that you're like man I didn't even realize how fucking genius this was it was real (laughs) entertainment there were fully comedians behind Mm -hmm. the scenes I mean and dating shows in the early 2000s gay gay Gay. 100% because it was an art art form art form I mean next and room raiders (laughs) specifically and date my mom Uh, were fully i mean it was it was john waters i mean room raiders every time when they like look at their underwear and i was i would be like like every single time that, we're seeing underwear uh-oh yeah and that black light when that black light comes on you're like oh oh my nasty god daddy whore. Oh, oh he came everywhere oh. his cum is everywhere oh my god. Woo. he's so dirty dirty yeah nasty it was also no matter what type of underwear there was, it would always be like, hell no. Like, it was like, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no rhyme or reason to it. <laughs> I don't like a guy that wears blank, any underwear. Mm-hmm. It was juicy. Juicy, juicy, juicy. If he's not, if he's not commando, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like his dick and balls are small. I'm not interested. <laughs> if, it's, if his scrotum is not chafing up against some denims, some indigo <laughs> denims, I don't want it. <laughs> Yeah, it was a funny time. Uh, very homophobic, and yet the formats were gay. Yo, truly. The biggest, <laughs> yeah. the biggest, the highlight of the homophobia in terms of like entertainment, but you just have to laugh. You just constantly you have to you, laugh. You do have to laugh. If- and I also feel like in the early odds, okay, so here's a sort of theory. I feel like in the early odds, culture had not been corrupted by... Uh, you know, social media, mm-hmm. um, oversaturation of 
just like insane people on TV, whatever, like reality shows are still new. So they there was a real spirit of experimentation with dating shows because like most people were dating normally. They didn't even have dating apps. You know, most people were just like going on dates normally, getting married, blah, blah, blah. And so they were like, okay, dating shows, this is a chance to really have some fun yeah. with it. Whereas I think now the prevailing attitude is like, we've lost our way as a society and it is time love made a comeback. So now dating shows are actually fundamentally conservative because they are, if anything, trying to bring back traditional values in dating. That is so true. I think that's a genius point. Thank Damn, you. George, it, every, every day, every time I get on this podcast, I'm like, George fucking reads, man. He's just like, <laughs> let me tell you something. Rainbow. Oh yeah. All of this is in books. <laughs> all of this is in books. And, and let me tell you something, you know, it's like now real life is room Raiders and next. Like if you just go on, you know, Instagram and TikTok or whatever, everyone is basically trying to do some home brewed version yeah. of early odds reality TV, whether it's like man on the street segments, whether it's like, oh, we took a photo of this woman before and after we said she's beautiful. <laughs> like, it's all literally people trying to do, like, their own DIY version of whatever was going on on MTV and VH1 in the early aughts. So then Netflix comes along and is like, you know what we're missing? Just a guy and a girl falling in love. It's wow. so contrived, though. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Okay, so early aughts, reality shows, progressive, queer, LGBTQ, current dating shows, family values, conservative. Republican. Yeah. Okay. So I guess the question that remains is where do we go from here? Sam and I have already thought of a gay reality show called, <laughs> what is it called, Sam? I'm, I'm everything I've ever said. I've completely and instantly forgotten. Please remind oh, me. Oh no. What was it's the premise? Like, it's it, the premise was that you like, can't be horny. And then if you're <laughs> horny, you, 
It's like, oh, right, and then you right, have to right. be. It's like you have to. <laughs> no, you lose if you can't, can't remember not if you lose. Be horny. You have to stay you horny, horny the whole time. Right. 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 You have to stay horny the whole time. Isn't that Love Island? So you get voted off if you're flaccid. <laughs> but, well, but 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 this but is you, all gay men. You, it's you all gay men, and they have to be hard the whole time. But you can't come. But you can't come. You have to be hard, and you can't. You can't be flaccid, and you can't ejaculate. I forgot Those are the rules. I'm watching. Where yeah, do I sign stay up? In the middle. Where do I sign up? How do I get it? It's on freebie on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, Sydney, what would your ideal dating show be like? What is my ideal dating show? Um, it would be hidden cameras. It would be hidden. It would be yeah. hidden camera for You're sure, right. and it would literally. Let's get back to that authenticity. Yeah, hidden camera, even though it's against the law, but we need to show people exactly who they are, under the guise of them really being authentic, and then we could be, and then we put things yeah. on the scoreboard, and it's like, bitch, you keep telling people that these men are the problem. It's absolutely you, and stop saying it's because you're an mm. Aries, okay? It's just because you you crave justice are bad. You are bad at communicating. <laughs> Your standards are ridiculous. You know, I think people yeah. people need to see that mirror, which they don't, because you know you post something on Instagram and people are like, "I love you. You're the best. You are a genius." And it's just like, eh. I don't want. I don't. I don't. Right. I don't okay, want so- Reddit energy, but I do want things to be a little bit more like you want to be you want to call someone's workplace and say she she has her standards too high fire her (laughs) um well i mean you're pointing to the to the main problem as always with reality tv is that the one limitation is that it's people who want to be on television Mm -hmm. like that is the one limitation of reality tv it is people even when it's hidden cameras they have to sign a waiver there is no way to actually get anything that is um, I don't want to use the word authentic, but anything that is uh, spontaneous or real on camera. So basically what you're saying well, is- Well, they do it I on mean, TikTok. Sort of a, they, do the, they do hidden stuff on TikTok all the time. I guess that's and true. Go, guess and that's it true. Goes, TikTok wins again. It goes haywire left and right. But um, yeah. I think that's more honest. But the, even then, mm-hmm. the person who's creating it, they have a little bit, they have too much power in it, so they can skew it any kind of way. But- um, I think we all just need to sit back and realize that we all have issues and nobody is the best of anything. Nobody's a 10. Nobody's like, just get it to the point of like, if we start looking at each other as equals and better than like, he's better, she's better, they're better. Like, then we can really get to back to dating properly. Mm-hmm. Equal island. Equal, equal island. <laughs> Equality island. Equality island. No one would watch. Equality no, everyone island. would watch. And no, no one would watch. watch. And guess what? They're, it's not, they're not going to treat one another as equals. Let me tell no, you that. Because that. I've heard of the Stanford prison experiment. Woo! That's not how it turned out. Woo! Okay, here's my proposal. Mm-hmm. Is there is only one solution. We have to break the law in order to make an actually good dating yep. show. There's no way to make a good dating show when there are waivers mm-hmm. involved. And so someone needs to step up and be willing to go to jail in order to make a dating show that is good. And then we can stop making dating shows forever. And I think what needs to happen is you need to pick a restaurant. And I'm talking like a sort of mid-tier tapas restaurant, yeah. a place that people go for dates, for straight dates. You need to pick a restaurant. Everyone, you know, everyone there needs to be in on it. Everyone that works there, they need to be hidden cameras. And for one year, you film people that going there on dates. And then at the end, you make a docuseries. Yes. And then you, and let me tell you, when chips and dip are involved, people are their realist. Okay, there is <laughs> nobody's being bougie when they have to use their actual hand to pick up something and put it in their mouth. So, 
Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to think of what a fun reality show would be. I'm like, what what have we not done yet? Yeah. Um We've done it all, honey. Okay. We've been in So it's called have, yeah. Drunk in Love. And Drunk in Love. And, and they're drunk. And they're well, they are alcoholics and they're promised oh. uh an all expense paid um <laughs> bar crawl. But Ooh. actually uh, they have to fall in love and there's no alcohol. So they're non-recovering alcohol. <laughs> no, they're, they're the just they just love to drink. <laughs> okay, got it. They're people okay, that well, are I guess that could work. <laughs> okay, so I'm it's called ag- I'm love. actually gagging. I'm gagging to the fullest because one, if you get alcoholics in a room and they can't have alcohol, I would love to see their personality. I would love to see it. That's actually a good point. And it's actually ethical because you are getting, you are getting, I mean, obviously the challenge becomes how do you find people who are alcoholics but have not admitted it to themselves yet? But let's say somehow Friends. you do. You know, you put out a casting call, you're like, yeah, you're literally like, are- get, you know your friend, your uncle, your aunt, the one that you think you're like literally going to have a, uh, what's it called? An intervention for her next week. Get him on the show. Delay it a month. We'll put her on TV. You'll make a Get buck. Get him on the show. You'll make a quick buck before you have the intervention. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? We'll keep him sober. We'll keep him sober. We'll keep him sober. And, and so it's in it's in her best interest. And then after. I mean, it's literally intervention in the show, but but horny. Yeah. Oh, okay. I actually am obsessed with this it's, idea. I mean, it, you're getting damn. people. You're getting people who would have been cast for intervention. <laughs> and you're saying, wait one more month. We're going to keep you sober. Don't worry. Wait one more month. We're gonna do a dating show first as you're going through withdrawal. And it takes and it takes 21 days to change a bad habit. So in a month, mm-hmm. they'll be over the hump. I don't know how horny they'll be, but they'll be over the hump. Right. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. there'll be any love involved besides love bombing. There'll right. be love bombing to get some drinks, yeah. but there will be love bombing. Wow. George, this is a great idea. Well, this sounds this sounds really problematic. And, um, and I and good TV. Is it problematic? I actually have no idea. I'm my compass is sort of off these days. Because if you think about it, if you think about it, intervention is also problematic. Because someone's showing up thinking they're like, "Oh, we're about to have a party just with ice cream and pizza," and it's like, "You are a piece of shit, and we're tired of you, (laughs) and we're tired of this disease, and you need help, and if you don't get it, we're getting out of your life." That's kind of fucked up, no? Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. That's rough. It's like when I okay, so when I get out of rehab, I'm not fucking with you. Even though you claim you're supposed to help me, I hate you. I fucking hate you. The the only point I have to make is that I genuinely think in this show people would find love. Well Oh my god, did you guys decide the opposite? Well, because they have to because no. they have to fight. Well, because I'm like they've been they're at their lowest, they're at their most vulnerable. I don't think all of them would find love. I think most of them would have a very bad time. Yeah. But I think two people out of the twenty people that are cast will be together. You're gonna forever. have twenty and they will alcoholics? Have like the most incredible. You're gonna have twenty alcoholics. <laughs> We're not in giving a- them okay. any alcohol. We're not giving them any alcohol, so it's ethical. So <laughs> you can take your complaints to legal. <laughs> I don't know if you ever gone through withdrawal, bitch, but somebody's getting murdered. Someone is getting strangled. Twenty people. People? Nah. <laughs> oh. Well, well, it's hosted by um, Jesse J. Oh no, you know what? It's hosted by. It has to be hosted by a famously sober celebrity. So who who could that be? Because that that gives it the sense of authenticity. I'm gonna look up sober celebrities. Is there a funny one? Uh, Ro- Robert Downey Jr. Oh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think uh, he is sober. He's got he like he's got to have like a wrangler <laughs> to make sure when he's on set. That he's not getting into anything he, yeah. when he's filming. So here's what I'll say: This is, in fact, who is who has to host it. Dax Shepard. 
He's sober. He's a huge TV personality. I'm not saying he's my choice. Listen, I'm not saying that I'm like going to bat for Dax Shepard. But realistically, if you're having this straight reality show that is about sobriety, he's a very, you know, he's a famous sober person with a huge audience. Well, our producer, Olivia, has also sent a list of names. And I have to say, um, Nicki Minaj is the funniest suggestion. And I think she should host the show. She's sober? That's okay, but according to Olivia, I don't know, man. Maybe when they <laughs> so one of the other options is Chrissy Teigen, according to Olivia. And I do think, again, not to I know I'm thinking like an executive here with my Dax Shepard suggestion, but Chrissy Teigen is who they would choose. Absolutely, absolutely. The only problem, well, yeah, the only problem is, is yeah. that she's notoriously known for. Me, 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 me. It's all about me, 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 me. Right. So it somehow it'll be wrapped right around her. And uh, we need people to, we, yeah. we can't have a famous host because it needs about to be about the contestants. When there's a famous host, that like mm-hmm. is a distraction. That's why Nick Lachey and Vanessa are great because. Okay. Well, uh, who cares? <laughs> LOL. <laughs> they were famous. Oh. Yeah, that's so true. Wait, Sydney, would you do it? Me? Yes, I would. The problem is I am yeah. I am sober. The the problem is is that you need somebody who's uplifting and positive. And I'm just too real. I'm sorry. I think you have been very uplifting this entire time. I actually if think I was would be a participant. <laughs> And now this is when you have turned yeah, on your do it. good. Why are you resisting? Now you're a good gay man because you're like, do it, do it, queen. Yes, bitch. Yes. You're fucking <laughs> yeah. whore. Yeah. Sydney, Sydney, why are you resisting your destiny? <laughs> why are you resisting your destiny of being the the host of the world's most immoral dating <laughs> but show? But you know what? It would be tea because then there's like love is blind. and But we should have Jessica Simpson host this sober one. And you know... The rating. Oh my God, you are so right. Out the roof. Wow. All right, Jessica Simpson, it is. It could also be commentary on other shows because other shows do like feed them alcohol to make them fuck up and be bad. Mm -hmm. And so it could be fun to be like, no, we're not exploitative. I'm telling you. Actually, actively not exploitative. Yeah, it's it's sort of like taking it too far in the other direction. Yeah, we're actually (laughs) locking them up and throwing away the key. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're locking up these very vulnerable Honest- people who have an addiction and we are making them go through withdrawal for people's entertainment. And you know, the crazy thing is, is that there's so many like industry people listening to your pod. The show is going to be on. Somebody is listening now, writing down every little thing and yeah. they're like, pitching the show tomorrow. Mm. Well, oh, you know what? A yes, writer's strike is coming up and we need non-scripted program. <laughs> <laughs> now all I want to do is think of more of these ideas. Yeah, you're going to have to talk to your people. You're going to have to talk to your people. I know. If you want to have me as a host, obviously I'm available. But I really think Jessica Simpson would be the right. perfect one because then she could just, it could really just be about her competing against Nick Lachey and Vanessa. But she's yeah. already went. She doesn't have to compete because she's a billionaire. She's won. Right. He's 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 got to be on a Netflix show panhandling fucking love. And she's out here like you see these sturdy espadrilles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Billionaire bitch. (laughs) Damn. Wow. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, listen, if anyone listening is interested in either the horny island with gay men, sober (laughs) island with non-recovering alcoholics 
Oh, my, my other idea about the illegal yeah. one with yeah, the restaurant. Yeah. I'm sorry. I need the people to talk about this in the comments. I need people to say yes or no and the reason why. I know. Yes, okay. no, reason why. Okay. This is a call to action. Wow. I'm not a host. I'm not a host, but this is a call to action to the listeners. I'm going to need it. Hmm. Hmm. Now, you guys have to repeat this. You're going to have to repeat this. Can we name each of them so that people like can talk about them yeah. in the comments? Okay, so it was, I want it was each, Horny we Island. Horny Island. It was, we, we have four options. Horny Island. The Horny other one was Drunk in Love. Mm-hmm. Was the premise for that drunk one? And, drunk in love, love is great because the alcoholics are gonna Tapas. pull up thinking like, "Oh, we getting drunk," and they're like, "Ah, ah, ah, lol." Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're drunk in love. <laughs> okay, Horny Island, drunk in love. Um, top, top. What's the tapas one called? Topping, topping for tapas? No. Uh, no. To, to, um, to, 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 what's like surveillance tapas or oh. um, sur- surveillance? Uh, <laughs> Surveillance sweethearts. Oh yes, uh, I like that. Surveillance sweethearts. Mm-hmm. Surveillance sweethearts. I want that surveillance. Yeah. Um. Okay. Great. And then, did we have one more? Oh, Sam. What the was drunken yours? love one? Was yeah, it? the drunken love. Oh, drunken love one was yours. Yeah. Okay. So those are the yeah. three. Okay. Great. Um. Well, should we do our final segment? Sound off in the comments. <laughs> Sound off in the comments. Let's do it. Um. Okay, Sydney, our final segment is called Shoutouts, and in it we pay homage to the grand straight tradition of the radio shoutout, and we shout out to anything that we are enjoying. Imagine it's 2001 and you're at Times Square TRL, shouting out to your squad back home, but about anything that you like. George, do you have one? I do. Oh, yes, good, go. Pop off. Okay, um, what's up, listeners out there? First of all, I want to give a hearty apology for my Wi-Fi going off and for my haunted electric razor going off as well. But you know what? Sometimes you get what you get. And as a LGBTQ plus creator, I can't always do everything perfectly. And the fact that I'm showing vulnerability on camera and on mic is more than many of my peers have done during their careers. Having said that, I want to give a shout out to journaling on computer and not on a notebook. For so long, I have thought that you need a notebook and you need a pen and paper to journal. Why? Because I guess I grew up reading Judy Bloom. God bless her. But guess what? It is the 21st century. It is 2023. And we can't be nostalgic for pen and paper anymore. It is reactionary. It is conservative. And it is Republican. We have to move forward and we have to use technology We have to tame technology before it tames us. And you know how we're going to do that? By journaling on Google Drive. Put it on the cloud. I don't care who sees it and I don't care who reads it. Because guess what? I can type faster that way and I don't write as fast. And so I'm not going to get all my thoughts down on paper as fast as when I do it on Google Drive. So get out there, make a document on Google Drive. And how about start to write down some thoughts before it's too fucking late? Woo! Wow. I have been doing this too. I think it's so genius. It's so much better because there were so many times where I'd be like, oh, I would journal, but I have to look at my notebook and I have to get a pen. And then it would be like, just do it at your computer, you stupid idiot. And it's changed everything. Yeah. No, it's actually, yeah. No, it is so like journaling with pen and paper is very sort of like old school fetishizing yeah. vinyl, mm-hmm. fetishizing cassettes. It's dated. It's just like, relax. You're not yeah. Jack Kerouac. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Okay, I don't think I've done this one before, but uh, stop me if I have. 
Um, what's up, everyone around the globe? I want to give a huge shout out to Manhattan Mornings. That's right. I have been um, going into Manhattan sometimes in the morning, and I'll go to the gym, and then I'll go like to find a space to work. And it has been so fun to like walk down the street and be like, I'm in Manhattan. Ooh, I'm in Manhattan. It's the morning. It feels like a completely different world. It feels a little cartoony in a way that I enjoy. Like, and and it feels like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, for so long I've had uh, such a, you know, a Brooklyn and even uh, on top of that, North Brooklyn uh, centric idea of NY City. And I'm starting to be like, wait a minute, you can just go anywhere. And they're actually all different. And it's so fun. So I've been really enjoying Manhattan. I know that I could never afford it. and But it's fun to spend the morning there and walk and listen to headphones and drink coffee. XOXO, Sam. Okay. Woo! Sam, it clap? is very you to be you you are so <laughs> I'm Woo! so what, George? Woo! I'm so what? <laughs> Say it, George. You are just so you're so Bushwick centric, I feel. You're so Bushwick centric. Like I I really feel like every time you're in Manhattan, you're like, what am I? Carrie Bradshaw? Sheesh. <laughs> I really, when I'm in Manhattan, I feel like I moved here yesterday. Like, it's truly like, wow. And even like, I was in the East Village and like, seeing like, you know, like the 40 something like punks. And I was like, how like lame is this? Like pretending like you're this edgy thing when you're paying like a shit ton of money for rent and like, it's all a facade. And then I was like, wait a minute, that's literally the same as me, but in Bushwick. Like I was like, oh damn. Okay. Let's grow up mama. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was nice. Let's grow up and become a 40 year old crust punk. And in, in <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, let's, uh, let's stop pretending that like Bushwick is somehow more valid than yeah these other people i feel like i'm like either cutting out or making really no sense no 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 okay sydney whenever you're ready let's let's fucking go okay i would like to give a big ass shout out to vanderpump rules because you know what i don't have shit to talk about and when i get to the place and everybody's talking about it i pretend i know what i'm fucking talking about i just want to thank lisa for putting these fucking fools together in a restaurant or a bar i don't know what it is i would never step foot in but you know what the drama is hot and the food is cold i love that raquel or rachel or whatever this whore is is sleeping with people's man and acting so oblivious on the show it makes a good show this is a bad show but good show show because you know what you know what the world is on fire but this is a great distraction and when i'm not talking about stassi and her not being on the show or that other girl that's who's blonde who's got a bad attitude oh what's her name what's her name oh 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 but lala yes lala talking about lala and you know her weird plastic surgery botox face i mean listen I'm obsessed. And so it sounds like I know what I'm talking about, but I don't. I've just been listening to the conversations at parties and at outings and makes me feel like I'm a part of the culture, but I'm not. So I just want to thank this really good, bad show for bringing all walks of life together to hate on Raquel. Beautiful. So beautiful. That was a lot. That was a lot. It was was everything and nothing. So I'm proud of myself. It was everything. Yeah. No, I love it. And so I hadn't watched it in many, many years. And I finally broke down when I was home in Greece. I watched two full seasons. It's good. I just like whenever everyone else would go to sleep, I would go to my bedroom and and, and watch it. 
And it's I'm really back in it. I'm back in it in a bad way. It feels bad. I didn't mention that like Is that you giving me the light? Is you giving, you're giving- Can you believe that it started right at... No, it literally just started again. It started again as we're having literally three different kinds of connectivity issues. My razor started up again. All right, you know what? I'm using it. This is this is now a weapon. And, uh, okay. and we okay. have to say goodbye. Well, I just, Sydney, thanks for doing the podcast. Wait, this was incredible. I just want to say that I never know if it went well or it didn't, but I do know that we finally saw each other and it felt good seeing your faces, you know? Mm-hmm. And I agree with that as well. Sydney, there is no one else I would want to spend a Tuesday afternoon with. And there is no one else I would want to show my razor. <laughs> I am I I've never felt this more more special in my life. And I just want to I just want you to know that you are shifting the culture. You you know that? <laughs> well well everybody is doing <laughs> Shaving the we culture. are shaving the culture. We are outside doing man on the street in stupid parks. You guys are in in the house in the pods dissecting straight culture. <laughs> <laughs> we're in <laughs> we're in the pods <laughs> in the love is blind pods. All right, well, uh. folks, <laughs> we're in the love is blind pods. Yeah. The razor, the going off razor is going off, and it's it's well, time to go. Bye. So, uh, oh, wow. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Wow, we did it, Joe. Isn't this insane? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.